Plus Radio Show podcast. Woohoo! Hey, this is Ron. <laughs> that dude over there, and I'm I'm pointing to uh, my left, your right, which is uh, John Travelday Yaglinski, the executive producer and my partner in crime on the podcast. And uh, thank you so much for following us here on a Friday morning. Yes, we're going to get to the obvious in just a second. Hang on to that thought. But we thank you so much for hanging out with us. As always, you can call and leave a message. 240-415-9090. Thoughts, comments, questions on pretty much anything under the sun. Also, uh, make sure that you listen uh, or tell your friends to listen. Thank you for subscribing. Mash that subscribe button for the uh, YouTube channel and for our Facebook as we are live just after 11 a.m. Eastern, and that is 8 a.m. Pacific. It is snowing where I am. We're expecting two to four inches, so right after this Whoa. podcast, I got to dig my car out and head into work and do the... However, since it is... Oh, by the way, it's only going to take over because I woke up with the sniffles, and I'm going to... I have to blow my nose. Okay. So I'm going to mute. I'm muting. We mute while Ron blows his nose. You all can watch this if you're watching the video portion of it. It's very exciting. There's a side blow. We've got a little wiggle of the nose. And now we're coming back. And we're on. You know, I wasn't going to get into it so soon, but I, I woke up this morning and I have a CPAP machine. That's the thing that helps you breathe for obstruction. Uh, obstructive um, sleep apnea right? pulmonary whatever it is yeah and it forces air up into your nose and i woke up sneezing into my CPAP, and i sneezed 10 i went to bed just fine last night my nose was perfectly clear i woke up this morning and now and now i just get this the left nostril is killing me so i am on an antihistamine i'm on a little benadryl to kind of dry me up so I'm also a little loopy. It's it's not the remember the remember the good antihistamines. Oh, if, like uh, Actifed. Yeah, Sudafed, Actifed. Yeah, yeah the, before they uh, like, before the uh, meth cookers uh, ruined it for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you go to school. Like, mom would give me some Actifed. I'd go to like you know high school. I'd be like, hey. yeah, it was an over the counter, you know, over the counter <laughs> little. Uh, it made you feel just fine. Even though my nose is all dried up, the antihistamine. So yeah. anyway, put you to sleep. If you excuse me, I'm I'm sniffling as well. It just literally happened this morning. So, I'm, oh, pardon me. Okay, so oh, uh, first, <laughs> I, know, it's, I know it's so gross. Uh, so, oh, I want to uh, give a shout out and I, uh, to my sister-in-law Mary, my brother's uh, Joe's wife uh, in California who has a birthday today. Yay. And it's a Friday birthday and it's a three day celebration when it's a birthday. I, it was funny because growing up, I had birthday parties and we celebrated birthdays and, you know, we had cake and so on, but out of the many wonderful, wonderful qualities that the greatest wife ever has that she's brought to this family is birthdays are sacred. It is your special day and it's just for you and the people around you who surround you who love you should acknowledge it and make it a very special day and uh, if they don't it's not it's not on them but it's kind of on them it's like look you should know this and you should know this about she and now about me and about our daughters and now we we've become very proactive where it's like I don't sit back and like, oh, I forgot my birthday. I'll walk up to people at work. It's my birthday. Shake my hand. Wish me happy birthday. I'll tell them. <laughs> I, will I will tell them to do that. They're not going to know. They might not know me that well. You know, I don't expect a card or a gift or anything like that. I'm just saying, you know, wish me well. Take me out to lunch. You know, <laughs> something. <laughs> if, if if it's on my birthday. TGI Fridays. It's my birthday, people. For a couple of years right. on my birthday, I would take yeah. the I would take my birthday off. Mm. all from work and uh, i would take the greatest wife ever's a birthday off from work and just to surprise her but yeah birthdays are sacred so anyway happy birthday mary and uh, i know how old she is i ain't saying ish 
<laughs> but Mary, uh, Mary and Joe happily married. Gosh, I have no, well, way more than the greatest wife ever. And I we're 30, but 34 years this year. Um, so, and John, you're not that far behind. You're what? 32, uh, 1991. Okay, so that would be 32. October of this year would be well 2024 that would we'll be, be 33. Three, but we're right. 32 right now, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you're a year behind. Yep. And uh but Joe and Mary have three uh, wonderful sons, Zachary, Lucas, and Jacob. Zach is uh is I don't know what he does now, but he was a film editor and I uh, moved out to California film editor, but he's a guitar player, songwriter, singer, songwriter. He's opened up his own studio now and producing stuff. And it's really awesome. He just had a little baby boy. He's got two daughters. Uh, so it's really watch, uh, fun to watch him. Lucas, the middle one is uh, he was the drummer in the band. And then he went out to California and then he was an actor for a while. And he was on victorious, victorious with, um, forget her name not familiar with that one it's a, it was a nickelodeon show and he oh, okay. was which is funny because yeah. he was a drummer and they handed him a guitar <laughs> so he was <laughs> but one of the other actresses on that show uh it helped launch her career and uh on a first name uh, victoria justice is the, is the actress's name but the other one who started her career on that show was ariana grande and yeah. uh okay. yeah i know I was interviewing Victoria Justice a couple of years ago for uh, when I was at SiriusXM, and it was a Zoom meeting. And I called or I texted uh, Luke and I said, "Is she going to remember you?" And he goes, "Oh no, absolutely not." So when I was talking to her, I said, "Look, my uh, <laughs> I've got my nephew. She totally remembered him, by the way. No, oh, but I okay. but I took a picture of her just going, nope." <laughs> I no. I have no idea who you are, which, who you was, are. Yeah. <laughs> which was very funny. And then Jacob, the youngest one, is a uh, is a graphic. Oh, Luke just had a baby as well. Luke and his wife had a baby. Congratulations to them. I know I'm catching you up on like the whole extended Ross yes, family. Apparently. This is the uh, West Coast division of, uh, of the Ross family. And then uh, Jacob and his wife. Jacob is a graphic artist and does mm. man, all kinds of cool stuff. But I digress. Okay, so today is Friday, which means it's there. It is. I got it. I got the get fiddle, and uh, John and I were messing with our. Uh, oh, it's a minor. It's a sad chord. It's the saddest of chords. Hold on, C, G, D. My dog has fleas. My dog has D minor. <laughs> Don't get sleep. All right, here we go. It's the Friday song. We're in C, by the way. All right, John, you gotta sing along. I, I, okay. It's a Friday, 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 Friday. Hey, and then you throw your hands up in the air. Let's go to driving. Then just the one hand, and you're probably not if you're listening to us. <laughs> Uh, live on our social media platforms. Wow, that was great fun. <laughs> I haven't pulled the Git Fiddle out in a long time to play the Friday song. All right, so I got to mess with my microphone settings now because it's just going to sound weird. Yeah, well, it, uh, we we were doing this pre-show and Ron's guitar was being sucked into the ether because of his settings. Well, see, oh. now you can hear my... Ooh, 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 scary. Ooh. <laughs> Oh, no, here we go again. All right, I'm turning it off. All right. Well, I, I like that. I like a little echo. Reduce mic background noise. Yeah, automatically yeah. adjust mic volume. There we go. Here we go. Now we're good to go. We're cooking uh, with gas. Cooking with gas. Cooking with grease. The grease man. 4321 101. 1833 DC101. And become a law man. God, oh, I love the Grease Man. Oh, Doug Track. Grease, yeah, Grease Man was a a. a um, For people who don't know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you might want to. People who don't know, yeah, Grease Man was a morning guy at DC One Hundred One, DC One Hundred One, in uh, in Washington D.C. 
in the 80s. 82 is when he started. Uh, yeah. Summer of 82. He replaced Howard Stern on uh, DC 101. And he was there for like 10 years, maybe even more. 10 years, I think. Number one on the market. He told these silly stories, stupid stories, stupid. Never have an ending. Yeah, well, that wasn't it. The journey it was the it was the journey, not the destination. He very rarely <laughs> had a good ending. But apparently, part of his appeal is his bits was that he had done every job. He was uh, he had been an auxiliary uh, police officer, so he talked about being a lawman and uh, just his descriptive terms of uh, you know rooster daily the gravel as they pull out and squeal out of the uh, donut shop here. After eating a Bavarian cream and dripping it down on the front of my uniform. And <laughs> did I tell you when I moved to South Carolina, I was listening to local radio, you know, scanning around the local radio stations. Yeah. And all of a sudden I heard a local car commercial for, uh, you know, a car dealership just down the road. Oh, no. It was, was it Grease Man. Yeah, sure. Oh, I guess at some point. You know, he, they uh, had had him doing their spots and continued. Uh, maybe he was, you know, when he was national for a little while. Um, was, I could go on and on. I could do an entire anyway, two-hour show on the history of the uh, Yeah, uh, but he was heavily influenced me in my career. You can hear a lot of Grease Man bits, um, uh, um, <laughs> influence, uh, influences yeah. in my show, like singing along when we did the Friday song. Right. Or doing the, uh, what was it when we did the hometown? Oh, hometown hearts party. And I would even use a little bit of that um, oh, inflection. Yeah. I actually bonded with the comedian uh, Patton Oswalt. I was interviewing him a bunch of years ago. And he knew I was in D.C. And he said, oh, oh D.C., you grew up in Northern Virginia. And I said, yeah, I've, I worked at a bunch of radio stations around the area, Hot 99.5 and DC 101. He goes, DC 101, did you work with Adam Smasher? And I said, no, he was before my time. <laughs> sure. Smash Great. is the afternoon drive guy. Oh, my God. Grease man in the morning, Adam Smasher. Dusty Scott did middays. It was, God, it was a killer lineup. And then Kirk McEwen at night. And yeah. they did, um, uh, they did, oh, no, Steve Ski was doing afternoon drive. But anyway. Steve <laughs> Steve Ski was Steve in Steve 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 Steve. Steve. Yeah, he worked at uh, I want to say Philadelphia. That's right, Philadelphia. Steve yeah, what it is, what it or is. Steve Steve. Three WMMR. I loved that oh, guy. You see, we've gone down a rabbit hole, people. We could I'm talk. Sorry. I'm, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. About radio all day I'm long, sorry. and what I our influences are, uh, because it happens. I mean, we we uh, with Don and Mike, we still when yeah. we do our question of the day, answer now and. <laughs> Good luck. That was from Total Ripoff. Total Ripoff of Don Geronimo and Michael Mayer. Yeah. The um, of Don and Mike. But uh, but Pat Oswald, I we talked about Grease Man and he remembered the Grease Man. Trying to steer us back on track. Are you are you steering us back on? Well, I just wanted to make that point. All right. So are you talking about we'll go with the sniffles? Okay, so listen. Wait. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Thank you very much. All right. So okay. Back in I want to say November when things started to turn cold. Um, I turned on the heat in the house. We have a heat pump, but we also have a, uh, an electric heat, um, electric heat elements. If you turn it on, you can turn it on emergency heat, whatever. That's never good by the way. And I'm for your electricity uh, bill. Uh, yeah. John, Yaglinski. did I just read your story? Don't, Get Crap. ahead of me. Did, did you read oh, the no, syllabus? Do this. Did you read the Here syllabus? No, no, no. Now come back. Come back. Come back. Don't hide. Come back. Dang so, it. Sorry. I thought, okay, you know what? I want to be comfortable in my own stinking house. Okay. I want the, the heat to be nice and warm and comfortable. So, and I keep it at 72 year round. Okay on the heat pump 72 year round and uh but i turned it up to 74 it was nice Toast. I turned, turned it on the emergency emergency heat Uh-oh. and we got the bill and it was <laughs> quadruple quadruple oh. what we usually pay and greatest wave ever was standing 
look at you can see the electric box out outside the window the electric box outside the kitchen window and she said it was just spinning like a top and <laughs> and it was an actual real reading from our electric company it wasn't an estimate because oh. they do they do estimates every other month right and they, they do a real reading every other month and they take an average and blah 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 and uh, this was a real reading and so i sorry i had forgot i was so comfortable in my own house to turn off it just ticks me off so much that at my heat pump i can't be warm in my own house i've got to have a blanket i've got to put this uh, and i don't have a fireplace so so you know, you know how heat pumps work right yes i know how heat pumps work and that's right. why but well i was also told that anything under freezing and it's struggling kind of hard so you should probably turn the electric on to help which you know it wasn't always that case it wasn't always under right. so whenever it was in the 40s or 50s and the heat kicked on the electricity was on the entire time. that time too yeah so that when you go to straight electric yeah rather than trying to pull the heat out of the air which is what a heat pump essentially does right, which right. is why by the way when you have a heat pump and it'll be on and then it'll say it's heating it doesn't blow hot air no it's but, not supposed to blow hot air right it just blows air at the temperature kind of that you're going for well <laughs> this is why it, it, heat pumps were never a great idea in uh, northern states. I, I don't. I still don't to this day. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was an eye opener, and it yeah. was not a bill that I needed right now. Right after the holidays, right? No, nobody does. Nobody just, needs after, just after the holidays, and oh my gosh! And as soon as I turned it back to the heat pump, as soon as I turned that off, yeah, greatest wave ever. Like, well, there it is. That's. I'm like, yeah, that's me. Yeah, that's on. That's on me. Oh, I did that. Oh. That is my fault. I think as Dave oh. Ramsey says, you just paid some stupid tax. I did. Well, as, as you can see, as you can see in my, you know, I yeah. keep this jacket yeah. in my home studio. Yes. Because, uh, sorry, if you're listening, I'm wearing a leather jacket that's seen better days. As you can see, I've got some big holes in it and right. it's kind of worn through. It's got I, I love this jacket. My my parents get the zippers broken on the front, but I love this jacket. My mom and dad gave it to me, mm -hmm. uh, but I keep it here in the studio and uh, I had to come up and I put it on because it's cold. So again, still snowing. And right after this podcast, I'm going to have to go and clean out, uh, shovel out my car for the second time. We had to mm -hmm. shovel out on MLK day on Monday. Is it snowed? We had like one to three. Now we're getting another two to four. And oh, and it's, and it's staying cold here, right? You didn't have any snow at all. That's been like five years. But it, it was a long time. Uh, yeah, it's been uh, maybe four no. years. It was that. Yeah, it's not measurable been snow. Yeah, measurable snow. Plus, working from home, I haven't had to dig out my car. <laughs> <laughs> right, it's true. Didn't go anywhere. I didn't go anywhere, so I didn't have to dig it out. I just waited till it melted. Da, 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 da. So Monday, I had to shovel the snow, and I wanted to make sure that it wasn't a uh, casualty. You know, 59-year-old Ron Ross was shoveling snow. All right. Strenuous, <laughs> strenuous activity. So what I did, that was almost like a, the grease man. Hey, 59 years old. Eh? So I <laughs> would... up. He never knew, but by the way, he I worked with the Grease. I finally wound up working with the Grease Man at DC 101, which was a dream come true because I grew up listening to him. I would be late for class at the University of Maryland. I was sitting in my car. I was a commuting student. I sat in lot four, and I just wanted to hear what the next bit was going to be. So, but then I got to work with the man, but I had to work under a different uh, air name. Yeah. So I was I was Rick O'Shea. Oh, so Rick. Yeah. O'Shea. Rick. Yeah. O'Shea. <laughs> So he called me Rick. Hey, how's it going there, Rick? <laughs> so you never, he never knew you under your real. No, I didn't, no, I didn't know my name. So I was a little bummed about that. I did get to stay and and uh, get. By the way, you and I, Mark, uh, your name is not Mark, John. You and I earlier were talking about some of our little vocal uh, right crutches and so crutches. on. Yeah, let's not go into that too. One of the things that I do, and I was called on this like thirty years ago, and I still do it. Okay. I say get instead of get. get? I say G-I-T. Get. I get. get. <laughs> Y'all get. Come on now. 
Go on now. You get. You get. <laughs> okay. So I think I am crossing over the line into old man geezerism. Geezer. No, we're already that, there. It was I another think. another grease. That's another grease man. The geezer alert. Me is uh I'm watching the Emmys. I'm flipping back and forth between the Emmys and the the NFL playoff game that was that night. And it was the lowest rated Emmys Emmys ever. And uh and it was Joe Coy who was a is a comedian, great comedian, a Filipino comedian, well, he's an American, but he's got Filipino lineage and he makes that part of his bits. But Joe Coy hilarious. But as a host yeah. One of the jokes kind of fell on on deaf ears. People were not happy with. Uh, he made a joke and he said, "What's the difference between the NFL and the Emmys?" He said, "The Emmys have less cutaway shots to Taylor Swift." It's funny. I mean, <laughs> I'm sorry. I thought it was funny. That's, then they had a cutaway shot to Taylor Swift, and it and it was and it was uh, one of those uh, did not react. Part. She did not react. She sipped from her champagne. Yeah, crickets. Yeah, yeah, it was bad. Nothing. Yeah, it was bad. But as I'm watching this, and, uh, and I'm rooting for my favorite shows, and I'm realizing now that I guess I just don't have the sense of humor that Hollywood today or um critics have because the 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 show that won best comedy is called the bear and i was kind of drawn to that show it's on hulu because it's about the restaurant industry and it's about a chef and he comes back home he's worked in like four-star michelin restaurants and and stuff like that trained under french chefs and, and so on and then comes back home to operate like a in Chicago to operate a an eatery in some fashion. And he's trying to elevate everything. Now I watched the first two episodes of that, and I know if you love the show, the next thing I'm going to hear is, "Well, you should give it another chance." You know, well, no, that's not your voice. I'm sorry. It would be <laughs> you should give it another chance and and watch it through episode five. Episode five is the best, or whatever. Right? Did not laugh once, and it won best comedy. There's nothing funny about it, in my opinion. Nothing funny. And it beat Ted Lasso. Now, Ted Lasso is not also not laugh-out-loud funny. There are parts of it that are humorous. There are things that I like about it, but I love the show because of the positive message and, and all of the wonderful things that come from Ted Lasso and his whole team and people around him and Roy Kent. And I love that whole culture. So I love that. Not necessarily laugh-out-loud funny, right. um, but the bear and even beef. We talked about that last week, the bear. I don't get it, man. And I'm going to say, I'm not going to say, well, I should have said, I should have discounted my opinion by saying, I don't have the sense of humor. Everybody else does. Cause my opinion is valid as anybody else's. So if I say it's not funny, it ain't funny to me. Yeah. And I, I do not get it. I don't get it. I just want to get off of my little soapbox right there, there because you, go. you got a lot of people are going, Oh, the bear, the bear. It's so good. It's so good. It's not, it's not in my opinion. It's, you know, it, it does give an accurate depiction. I think of the restaurant business somewhat. Uh, <laughs> although here's a phenomenon, by the way, phenomenon, greatest wife ever. And I noticed. All right. And it's in usually in action films. I've worked in many kitchens um, over the years. I worked in uh, a restaurant called Emerson's. Then I worked in a restaurant called Beefsteak Charlie's and then Peter Pan restaurant and then back to Beefsteak Charlie's. Pan. Yes. And then I worked it in Urbana where uh, John uh, grew his family and where he first resided yeah. with his wife and, and raised two sons Crack in Peter. Urbana, Maryland. Yeah. Well, at the time it was just the Peter Pan. It wasn't called the crack. I know, I know. But I worked there and then I worked later on as uh, in between radio gigs because, you know, got to pay the mortgage. I worked at the main cup here in, in Middletown as a cook, as a line cook, not once ever. Did somebody I didn't know walk through my kitchen ever? Does this <laughs> happen a lot in this show? It I takes guess. 
place, not in this show, it takes place in every action show you've ever seen. When they're trying to get away, they run through the through the kitchen. Oh, right. <laughs> right. And not right. one cook right. stops them. Who the hell are you? Sorry. Who are you? What are you doing in my kitchen? Watch out. The slippery floor. Mainly, number one, it's an insurance nightmare because you have a slippery floor, a terracotta floor, and if you don't have the mats down, you're going down. You're going down, and it's not a forgiving floor. You're going to have a head injury. You're going to break a bone. It's it's going to be horrible. And then you have sharp knives all over the place, scalding hot pans, pots and pans, <laughs> boiling water, hot oil. You know, you can fall into a deep fat fryer. Your, your face could hit a, a, a flat top griddle. None of that ever happens. These are good points. They always run through the stinking kitchen. Not one server. Oh, by the way, when you just put on a serving jacket and all of a sudden you've become a server, all the servers where I work know who, <laughs> who works there. Right. Not one person could walk in and put a main cup t-shirt on and walk through. I'm going, who are you? Yeah, Get why, out of my kitchen. Are walk, walk. What are you doing? Yeah, you, know, you don't work here. <laughs> Get out, donkey. Take that shirt off. I it was it's amazing to me. Yeah. I've never and we Grace Wife Ever and I, we we pointed out every stinking stupid time we see it. We just finished Reacher. I think in, in Reacher, they of course run it through the kitchen. Nobody says anything. Not one cook. You might get a look, but I guess they don't want to pay them to say a line because they're not after sag. <laughs> yeah. Didn't that happen in Harry Met Sally too? I think I just saw that recently where they, at the wedding, they were arguing and they ended up into the kitchen or something. And like, it's such a common thing in never in a million years. (laughs) When you walk through those double doors and into the kitchen, I would, the servers would physically push you back out again. It's, it's illegal because health code violations. (laughs) It's just, it cracks me up. Anyway. Cracks me up. Went off on a little tangent there. So I don't know if it's happened to the bear because I haven't watched beyond two uh, episodes um, of a very unfunny comedy of the year, according to the Emmys. <laughs> I'm just going to say I'm getting it. You watched the Emmys. You're one of the three people. I flip <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I flip back and forth. I flip back. And okay. then I, I missed the memoriam, which is the uh, probably the only reason to watch it. It was, I watched it the next day, which yeah. by the way, I didn't lose a lot of sleep because I knew I'd be able to catch a lot of the highlights. True. YouTube. True. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Gone are the days of, I've got to watch this. I have to watch this while it's happening. And the greatest wife ever is not a big fan of watching things as they're released and, you know, have to watch it like a peasant. <laughs> she wants to binge it all in one sitting. Right. And when I say, oh, the Reacher finale isn't until next week or the uh, Fargo finale isn't until next week. By the way, Juno Temple and Fargo should win an Emmy next year. I'm just saying. Sidebar. Um, she was amazing. John Hamm. I don't like him playing a bad guy because I love John Hamm. But he was a real evil dude in this. I'm He's just brilliant like, in the progressive commercials. <laughs> He, he is. <laughs> Jeez, those were pretty funny. He's got a good funny bone. He's got a very, very good funny bone. He was good in the uh, um, um, what is it? The unsinkable Kimmy Schmidt, unbelievable. I forget what it was. He was, he was great in that. Anyway, Clearly I don't watch enough TV. Apparently, good. Well, there's too much of it. Uh, the greatest wife ever. Now we've got too much now. With uh, she has started to go off on tangents to watch shows that she guesses nine with 98 percent accuracy that I'm not going to dig. And she watches them while I'm gone at work. However, I don't have that time alone to watch all my Disney, Marvel, and DC shows. And I'm still behind in Titans. I'm behind on uh, the Marvels. I'm behind on a bunch of, of comic books and uh, Obi-Wan. I haven't finished that. I got to watch Andor. I haven't watched any of those, but I can't because she's we're together. I don't have time when she's not watching uh, the television. But I did watch the Durrells last night with her. And she kept saying, we could turn this off. I'm like, I'm fine. I'm I'm okay. I'm into it. It was a, it's a British uh, dramedy, I should say. Okay. Again, it went off. On, oh, and then, and then she picked one. I came home and she goes, okay, have you ever watched Girls? It was an HBO show back in the day. I want to say 2006, two, three, four, six, five, six, something like that. Lena Dunham. Uh, created it, wrote it, starred in it. 
And uh, I've been watching that uh, with the greatest wave ever, only because I'm fascinated with what they think is funny. Some of it's funny. Some of it's laugh out loud funny. <laughs> yeah. Some of it is funny. Some of it's very, very funny and very well acted. And I think this is what introduced Adam Driver to everybody. Oh, okay. he's great. Great, great. Oh, great. He's great. Um, a lot of the cast members are, and you're like watching them going, oh, she's from the uh, the flight attendant. She's the lawyer and the flight attendant, and she was in Girls. Is that where she started? Okay, I get it. And I told Grace Wave Ever, like a lot of the HBO comedies have a certain tone to them. It's, it's, it's interesting. I don't even know how to describe it, but it's very hipster, you know, mid 2K hipstery, you know, tattoos everywhere, and so much of the, you know what going on. I mean, Grace Wave Ever looking at, looking at each other going, really? Again? They're, they're, okay, they're going at it again. All right, fine. Mm. <laughs> like, mm. Mm. I feel like I feel like after I left radio, I I have become less in touch with this kind of stuff. Like, I, oh I, yeah, I, right, right. That makes you, sense. You as uh, the the radio guy, you know, you have to kind of keep your pulse. I said that word. So. <laughs> it's okay. Keep your okay. Living living things have a pulse. I have a pulse. It's okay. Things you that can are say going it. on. I have a heartbeat. Let's put it that way. Which includes TV and and such and the that scene. There uh, and I feel yeah. like I just have lost interest in all of that, which maybe is part of being an old guy. Well, I said to a friend of mine, Carl, don't care anymore. And, uh, do you know your? I know you Carl. Carl. You know Carl. Okay, yeah, I you Carl. Know Carl. Yes, I know. Love Carl. Carl uh, Settlemeyer. He's great. He's a lawyer yes. in yes. DC, but I, I grew up with him. We went to University of yes. Maryland together, and as well, he yeah. had a singer in a band. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know why you know. Didn't his sister live near you? Yes. Okay. We were friends, right. and then, but but then I met Carl many times at your parties. At our parties, right? And it was after the Grammys one time, and I and I posted something about. I'm like, I don't get this. It just sounded right. like I was trying to give it the performances, live performances I was watching. I was trying to give it its due because I'm sure when you know my parents were watching the Beatles or whatever, right. They were like, this is, what is this mess? And I just said to, I just said to nobody in particular, I think it was a post. I said, that was, that was a cacophonous mess. (laughs) Or maybe I just don't get it. Maybe it's, maybe it's just beyond me. And God bless Carl. He came, (laughs) he came in and just said, no, you were right. It was a mess. It's not, you know, Hmm. I'm, I'm going to concur with you on that. It was a mess. It was cacophonous. I'm like, well, I'm still trying to pick out the artistic. It goes, oh, it's somebody's taste, somebody's flavor, but they like cacophony. They like the mess because that's what it was. I'm like, okay, all right, I get it. So, I mean, I'm just, I'm grasping with uh, the, and again, John, (laughs) this is going to be the theme for 2024 because I turned 60 this year. I am, I'm finding things that I'm now like, is it because I'm an old man or mm-hmm. is it because it's just not good, <laughs> you know, well, <laughs> or is it just my opinion that it's not good or is my opinion that it's not good because I'm an old man? You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I think that was my point essentially okay. that, All that, right. uh, maybe, maybe, uh, you know, we were raised in a moment of time and, uh, we found collectively certain things funny and things like that. Austin Powers, and, you know, stuff like that. And now uh, it's not style or whatever. I don't know. Maybe I other stuff is I funny guess. now. Uh, maybe the quick take nature of uh, things like Instagram and TikTok have changed the way comedy is fun. I don't. Oh, know. I agree with you. I agree with you on that. And I, it was, it's odd you should say that with the tiktok because one of the other shows that the grace wife ever and i love to watch is the below deck series of shows oh about right. the yeah so yeah, below deck and below deck mediterranean below deck down under and wow. it's about people on super yachts it's the staff on a super yacht and i've sat there and watched it and counted it and it's for the they're never more they're never on one particular shot more than three seconds and that's not an exaggeration. Dizzying. Watch one of those shows. Yeah. There's one Mississippi, two Mississippi, three Mississippi cut. 
one Mississippi, two Mississippi, three Mississippi. Cut. It's never. You're never on. Then they put the like the multiple uh, frames up on screen, and I'm like, well, which one am I supposed to be watching? And then they'll they'll pull one in and zoom in. And I'm like, ah, okay. Ah. By the way, are the kids are the kids taught the Mississippi's now in school? Just wondering. Or like, is it one thousand? Second. Is it one thousand? Well, that I mean. Was- you know, when one, we were up, one, one thousand, two, one thousand, three, well, yeah, like, well, it's funny because we start, you and I start on one, we'll, we'll say one, one thousand. That's actually incorrect. It should be one thousand one, zero to one second. The one denotes one second has passed. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. I'm fine with that. I've done it. And, you know, like when kids now play hide and go see if they even do that. Now, I, I they probably don't because my grandson plays hide and seek. Absolutely, really? yeah. You got to count to five. So one. Mis- what's even What's mis- even funnier is when you're running in to rush the quarterback and playing, you know, football. You know, you have to. Wait oh yeah, 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 yeah. Or yeah. you and go, you had to say it out loud. and then you could rush. Yes. Now I remember. Well, the funny thing with playing hide and seek with GS1 is when he hides. And I'm counting. I get to 20, and I'm like, yeah. "All right, ready or not, here I come." Are you hidden? Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally giving away. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <laughs> the greatest one. Pepper's laughing, and then <laughs> daughter of the elders laughing. Everybody's <laughs> everybody's <laughs> laughing. <laughs> However, he has mastered the mobile hiding spot. He won't stay in one place for very long. That's illegal. That's an illegal maneuver. Is it really? You can't move. No, no. The whole point of the game is you're supposed to find them in their original spot. That's that's illegal. I would. Like, right. I'm going to throw a marker on the play. Okay. And then uh, very briefly, I just want to say that I watched. Uh, we're watching Julia, and I guess it's because I'm I'm old. It's about uh, Julia Child, and it's in season two now. But we're we're only in season one about how she got her cooking show, The French Chef. The French Chef. Save the liver. She's very good. The actress is is quite good playing uh, Julia Child. And I realized that I like it because I'm old. (laughs) It relates to the 60s and 70s, which I get. I know the podcast title. Good. Uh, (laughs) All right. So, uh, Mm -hmm. oh, gosh, we ran over a little bit. But, John, you have to tell us. Why in the world are we on a, on a Friday, Friday, Fraha Friday celebration? Dean, the bartender, by the way, he's downstairs. Still the dry January. Well, damp January. I'll just put it that way. Uh, damp? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I think it, it's, I was at a loss for words, really, when I was throwing up the video to try and explain what happened. But essentially, here's here's the rundown the the low down and the mow down on what happened was i was supposed to leave uh jamaica on monday Monday. okay um and i was supposed to leave at six o'clock headed to the airport at three by the way that was a donamicism montego bay jamaica (laughs) where i was for a board retreat for my real job um and so, so you weren't very engaged or interested okay anyway uh moving on uh i was left for the airport at three was supposed to leave then at six i was watching the if you're a frequent traveler you, you there are things you do when you travel and among them you look at where the flight is coming from that's supposed to then serve you to take you to wherever you're going. Ah, uh, yes. There's more than just I show up, get on the plane. Yeah, that the plane. Where's just, the plane coming waiting. from? I, okay, you start learning, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so uh, this plane was coming from Texas. Oh, uh, and pretty soon <laughs> I then hopped on a weather app and I was like, hmm what's the weather like in Texas? And it's like, it was freezing or below zero That's right. uh, or below freezing, not below zero, unless you are in the Celsius uh, scale. Move and, on. Anyway, 
but I digress. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, I noticed the uh, the flight time that they were leaving kept getting bumped back. And as a result, then you kept seeing our flight being bumped back and bumped back and bumped back. And it just kept going. And I'm sitting there with one of my friends going, I'm going to be lucky if I get out of here tonight. Um, eventually, the flight did leave. Uh, but got to Jamaica, that flight, uh, probably around 10 after 10 PM. Now keep in mind, I've been at the airport since three. Oh. Oh. So plane didn't leave from Montego Bay until 10 40 PM. Okay. Uh, my connection in Miami was 10 30 to go to Savannah. <laughs> Wasn't making that. <laughs> Uh, just figured, okay, I'm going to get there. I'm stuck in Miami, but better to be stuck in Miami than to do this all over again, possibly tomorrow, where maybe a flight will get delayed going there and we rinse and repeat. That's happened before for me. So I knew better. Anyway, got to Miami, landed 1 a.m. in the morning, come through customs, go out, long hallway, go through a door, figuring, okay, at the other side of the door, there's going to be American Airlines representatives greeting us and saying, Hey, you know, for those who need to be rebooked or who do those new need hotels, here's your rebooking, here's your voucher, blah, blah, blah. Came through the door, cricket, nothing. <laughs> literally, <laughs> literally, the airport is dead. It's one in the morning oh, uh, in Miami. I'm oh. looking to the left, looking to the right. I wander to the right. I wander a little bit to the left. There's yeah. nobody around except for people who are like sleeping on the floor. And I thought, I don't want to be that person. So I get on the Hilton app and I'm like, okay, I'm going to book a room nearby. I'd already looked at some hotels. Then to realize that you can't book a current day stay after midnight. So I had to get on the phone, which took about 15 minutes Got a hold of somebody. We got you, Mr. Mr. Yaglensky. No problem. I, I just adjust the dates, whatever. We'll we'll book you. Booked me at a hotel right nearby. I get at the hotel by this time, it's 1:30 in the morning. Okay. And I pull in and the guy says, you, you have a reservation? I was like, Yeah. And I, I pointed it out. He goes, Oh, well, we closed the books on today. So that actually clears out that res. But we got you. We got you. We got a room. We got a room. Don't worry. Which created billing problems later. Not even going to go into that. Went to the room. <laughs> Went to the room. I know, right? I get to the room. It's 1.30, 1.45, whatever. At this point, go to sleep. Yeah. At 3 a.m., I get a text from American Airlines. Here's your hotel and here's your $12 travel voucher. 3 a.m., the flight had landed at one. Right. Well, you know, they, they did their job. They did. <laughs> so anyway, I did, so woke up, stayed there till 12 noon. End of the story is went to the airport around uh, 1230 ish. Yeah. yeah. And my flight still didn't leave until 10 o'clock was there 10 hours in the airport lounge almost and flew out, got in Wednesday morning at 1 a.m. and then got home by 2 a.m. Wednesday. Oh, man. What what a... Oh, John. <laughs> I mean, right? Oh, John. I'm so sorry. <laughs> by the way, I just want to clarify, if you read John or you saw John's post about why it wasn't going to be on Thursday, but it was going to be on Friday. I did not make him do it. It's not under yes, duress. He, he totally did. All I did not. Like, I said, I said, you got to post this one. I'm said, not posting. I'll read the exact text to you, dude, because that is not what I said at all. The good try, though. That was that's a good the way try. I read it. Huh? That's the way I read it. Well, then that's that's on you. <laughs> what did you say then? That's on you. Uh, oh, bop, 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 uh, you know, I can just pot you down sounds good put, yeah i know you can <laughs> it on, makes for a good story ron <laughs> well i did i did call you names see no no i didn't i did not i'm kidding <laughs> what did you say come on so much for show prep hey glad you're home oh you said oh. hey 
Right. Yeah. yeah. There you go. That's okay. what I said. You, yep. you said I've, I'm up and awake and available and I have stories. I said, Hey, glad you're home. I can't today actually have an appointment this morning. Right. I know. Right. So Friday. And right. I said, you get to post on the page this time, please tell me how I, that I is read that sarcastically. And you said, okay, <laughs> we'll do. Right. No. And I was like, okay, I know you meant it sarcastically. That's your sense sense of humor. I got it. I know. Well, I was figuring you were like, you were basically saying, look, I had, I posted the day before about the cancellation. I'm not doing it this day. You're going to do it. Your turn. Your turn. Like there was, (laughs) so I said I was under duress that I was told to do this. (laughs) I said, please. (laughs) So by the way, when John and I used to work together back in the day, and John and I were in the, at the radio station, uh, we would have uh, conversations at a high volume. Yeah. And it made other coworkers uncomfortable until we had to tell them, well, first of all, uh, John and I, that's how we're, that's how we yeah. converse. And then, you know, when it's over, it's over. I've got, you know, the half-life on, on whatever I've said is literally seconds. Right after it's done, I'm over. I'm done. I've already moved on. Yeah. I'm not going to sit there. I can't believe John Parker because I probably raised my voice as well. Right. It's just, it's just the way we convert. So this whole thing wasn't a real thing, by the way. Just, just so you know, <laughs> I'm just telling you, it was not a real thing. I'm like, oh, John and Ron are done for effect. But bickering. All right, <laughs> it is. It we is done. All right, do it for the good of the show, people. Oh my God, we've been rolling. Here we go. Let's let's try to squeeze it in because. Oh. It's time to get the gray matter working. Fire off the synapses, engage the frontal lobe, form new neural networks, utilize the cerebrum. As Pooh says, it's time to boom, boom. Think, think, think. Ding! Here's the dun dun dun. Question of the day the QOD playing for pride, not prize. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Here we go. Today's question of the day. The The Emmys were on Monday, Martin Luther King Jr. Day, and the Bears not funny. Saturday Night Live has the most Emmys of all and also for a comedy with 84 wins. Hold on. I'm coughing. Hang on. By the way, I've had a cough for a month. Some, Some point we need to talk about that, too. Okay, we're good. Mm-hmm. 84 wins Saturday Night Live has the most Emmys of all and for a comedy with 84 wins what primetime comedy has the most Emmy wins because Saturday Night Live airs outside primetime so what primetime comedy has the most Emmy wins super duper give it away clue it's from the 90s and has been revived 19 years after it went off the air oh I think I know all right, one more time. Emmys were on Monday, Martin Luther King Jr. birthday observed, and actually was Martin Luther King Jr.'s birthday, the 15th. Saturday Night Live has the most Emmys of all and also for a comedy with 84 wins. What primetime comedy has the most Emmy wins? Super duper give it away clue. It's from the 90s and has been revived 19 years after it went off the air. Answer now and... Good luck. Oh my goodness. This is an easy one, I think. Coffin. What? I shouldn't have given the clue. Yeah, they, I thought I thought I, I think I gave too much away in the clue. Yeah, I would have never had it otherwise. I gave too much away in the clue, I think. <clears throat> you did. All right, here it is, the QOD question of the day for Pride, not Prize, one more time. Emmys were on Monday, Martin Luther King Jr. birthday. Observed, Saturday Night Live has the most Emmys of all and for a comedy with 84 wins. What primetime comedy has the most Emmy wins? Super duper give it away clues from the 90s and has been revived 19 years after it went off the air. What show is it hmm. okay let's go right. to, let's go to the uh the board here here we go ready 
All right, first answer coming through. Gregor McGregor uh, says, "Friends." Really, Greg? When when was there a Friends revival? Well, there was a reunion. Well, there. hmm, But that's not a revival. Well, okay. Well, that is incorrect. By the way, incorrect. Friends. Okay. Is is not. Oh, there's some. There's some. Mm, one just came in that I'm like, mm, maybe that might be it. All right. Anyway, All right. here we go. Second. Right. Who's next? James Colpack says, Frazier. Yeah. Well, baby, I hear the blues and color. That's correct. It's Frazier. Is it? Oh, okay. Nice. All right. Well, let's see what everybody yes. else said. Okay. Here we go. Ooh, there you go. Susan said Frazier. Which I haven't watched this. I has Madcap Frazier. <laughs> uh, but this was the one where it had me going, questioning my answer for a second. Why? The Connors. Oh, Roseanne, obviously. Yes, that's yeah. true. Yeah. And they were from the 90s. <clears throat> Great. And people are watching it again. Yeah. Yes, they are watching it again. Yeah. Uh, but it's on Paramount Plus. I haven't watched it yet, though. The reboot. The, Fra- the Frazier thing? <laughs> or the revival. It's. I mean, it's yeah. okay. It's okay. It's not great. Know, like Night Court came back too, right? Um. So I'm. I'm. I mean, I watched it. I watched one episode of The Frasier, and uh, I thought, hmm, I I don't know if I need to watch this again. Like <laughs> the original was so good. I don't have a desire to go back and watch it. No, and and you know they they put a new cast of characters, and really they didn't bring back pretty much anybody except. For him and and uh there were there were so many good people on that original show there's only a couple of shows i think that have come back um and a revival that were actually as good and uh, will and grace is one yes will, the, the reboot or the awesome. revival was excellent Did just like the original hmm. but <clears throat> i don't really can't think of anything off the top of my head so gosh should i get into this we have well, some I saw something recently, by the way, where I just want to bring this up. It did, I saw Seinfeld talking recently. Yeah. That for people who weren't happy with the way the show ended, that he and Larry were working on something, but he couldn't say what it was. Oh no. Really? Yep. I don't I don't want to revisit that. I well, <laughs> I, I could see a one-off. I okay. The Seinfeld ending. Yeah, and it's kind of uh, like the uh, that with how I met your mother, which a lot of people did not like the way that ended in the series finale as well, and that is the Seinfeld ending. When I watched it, I felt a little ripped off. I felt like I was kind of getting slapped in the face. With like you liked these guys; these guys have been jerks the whole time. Yeah, correct. Uh, right, and then afterwards, after I sat with it for a while, <clears throat> excuse me, after I sat with it for a while, I realized, oh yeah, they were jerks, absolutely, and I guess that's what I thought was funny about it so i guess you made a very good point which is these were reprehensible abhorrent horrible people (laughs) and the way they behaved in their lives he's a close talker he's he's got man hands you know all of these things they're just ripping people apart and it finally came back to bite them and uh with them sitting in jail so by the way, spoiler alert, if you haven't watched the series. Because the Good Samaritan Law. Yeah. So it did bring up and it got me to thinking, uh, what are my favorite sitcoms of all time? Okay. And I got a list. And I'm going to go in, uh, in countdown order. Wow. Okay. And try not to choke here. I don't know why I'm being attacked right now. One second. Yeah. It's, again, like I said. It's the whole thing. If you're watching the video, you're getting a totally different show than what you're hearing. (laughs) (laughs) My face is all red. I'm I'm going on. Nothing like, you know, I'm hacking up something. I think it's a lot of this is a side effect of the antihistamine. Okay. So my all time favorite sitcoms uh, in order or um, sorry, countdown order. All right. And, uh, And number four is friends. <clears throat> Although I find it difficult to watch now because of uh, of Matthew Perry, it's hard to watch. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, because it's sad. That's why I don't watch. I don't like to watch Robin Williams movies anymore because uh, it's very sad. I I idolize that man. And then uh, <clears throat> at number three, and uh, we still watch it to this day, and still have a lot of big laugh out loud moments. Is The Big Bang Theory? I'll just okay. say. It. 
I love, thoroughly love that. And that's one of the few situation comedies where I will allow the drama because they have really good poignant <clears throat> dramatic moments. Excuse me. At number two, speaking of Robin Williams was yeah. Mork and Mindy. I find this I, interesting, by the way. I had doubled over tears, laughing moments, watching Mork and Mindy Mork and in the Mindy. earlier years. Not all, not all. <laughs> in the later years, it was, you know, whatever. It, it got weird. In the first couple of years with the egg flying, be free. And then uh, crying, crying on the floor. Probably wouldn't translate to today, but just loved that show. And number one, and we'll still laugh at it if it's on. And the greatest wife ever and I try to seek it out is now I loved happy days, but it was not nearly as funny. Right. Laverne and Shirley. Laverne and Shirley was the modern day. Well, for the 70s. A revival of I Love Lucy. Now, the reason why I Love Lucy's not in there is because it wasn't from my generation. Oh, it was from yeah. That. It was you know I always watched the rerun. These are when they were on in prime time, and I was glued to the television and had to watch it. And uh, yeah, Laverne and Shirley for my money was that's it. Still to this day, still I think is is one of the most extremely. And again, the early years, the later ones when they moved to California and it was kind of yeah. Yeah, it got it got weird. <clears throat> Clearly, it jumped the shark. Speaking of happy days, it right. jumped the shark. Right. So, John, uh, you got uh, a list? Can you put it together? Can you put one weird. together? I didn't didn't know I needed to put together a list, but I'm gonna. My number one would not be on there, and that would be Everybody Loves Raymond. I okay. I laugh okay. more out loud to that okay. show, probably <laughs> because it mirrors my life pretty well. I mean, my, okay, my. My dad is Frank and my mom is Marie. Uh, are, are they that obtrusive on your life? Not, not quite that way. <laughs> careful. This is a national podcast. No, I love my parents. Uh, <laughs> but, but you know, there are some Frankisms that certainly that my dad has. And, you know, my mom, uh, they, they, there's a literal point where she gave us a recipe for her. She's known. She's a great cook. Yeah, she's known okay. for you know just the, the the spaghetti sauce and the you know the the meatballs or as we will we call it Italian the gravy you know the instead of the sauce but uh, gave us the recipe for that and we thought the recipe was pretty good it was but it wasn't just like her recipe and then she oh, no. like this was no. like three or four years after came over and we were making it and she goes oh well. Don't you or no? We went to her house. We were watching her make it. That was it. And she was making it. And Stacy goes, "What did you just add there? Oh, that's such and such. That totally isn't on our recipe. Oh, I must have forgot that. And then it goes to the Raymond episode where she Jeff left it off on purpose. Deborah to cook and put uh, a label over a spice, oregano label over the tarragon bottle." Oh no! And so it was like it was good, but it was a little bit off, you know. So there was uh, what was the one where they they specifically left they left an ingredient out on purpose so it wasn't going to be as good as theirs. I think that was take uh, pizzaiola or something like that. Or I don't know. I don't remember. What what anyway, uh, so that would be my favorite. Although oh, Deborah, <laughs> Deborah, Deborah. Oh, <laughs> that's my that's my everybody loves Raymond. Everybody, <laughs> okay. Uh, just another uh, a more recent one that I, it's a sitcom, but it's cartoon uh, or animated. Bob's Burgers is one of my favorite. Where I just like I'm going back now and watching the back catalog because I wasn't in on the original train, Bob's Burger train, and just it's so good. And to that end, King King of the Hill is still. Fantastic. If I'm going down the cartoon side of things that are sitcoms, but Bob's Burgers is just quietly brilliant. There are, it's one of those where, you know how you say after a podcast, you go back and you listen and you hear little things. Right. Well, every episode is just filled <laughs> with those. Oh, yeah. Things, if you're not paying close attention, you know. Well, great. And that's one of the ones the greatest wife ever said. She goes, you know, that's really funny. And it's, I've never really spent a lot of time well with it. Written. And at the end, like a lot of times, 
they'll have, you know, the little ending credits where you expect it just to be the same thing every time. They always add stuff in that relates to the show. And last night they had some sort of wrestling match of crustaceans. And, and then they had the crustacean wrestling match song. <laughs> the show, it was like they went through the trouble of actually writing a song, performing it, producing it, and putting it at the end. And, you know, they're just dancing while he's flipping burgers to this crustacean wrestling friend of mine and speaking of which the man who does the voice uh for bob also did the voice for archer and archer was one of the friends of ours they they just swore by archer as if we're going down the animated because we're going to go to that and that's another that could be another show and there is one other one that uh, jim jim brought up and uh, uh, absolutely uh wkrp in cincinnati is absolutely one of my favorite sitcoms of all time and i feel like it was very true i worked in those sort of environments we had herb tarlick guy we had the big guy um and i won't go into who that was but uh you know other things i mean just yeah the 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 you know the cute uh receptionist the <laughs> the programmer who was too cool for school it just was such a perfect um caricature of what radio was like in many and days. supposedly based on like a real radio yeah. station but and then i just thought it was funny because it was krp which stood for i told you my kimasabi joe story and, and wkrp right did i tell you that i don't think so <laughs> kimasabi joe did mornings for a thousand years here in Frederick, Maryland on Z104. Came on Sammy Joe. It was a top 40 screaming top 40 radio station. Yeah. So keep it. Joe bad jokes and, and you know, red Neckerson. And, uh, you know, they he had these sound effects where everybody went, good morning. Kimosabi. Good morning. Cause he's talking into a record, whatever screaming top 40 morning show. Yeah. This is about the same time that uh, Grease Man was hitting yeah. all cylinders in legendary DC yep. 101. Yeah. So, Chemo, uh, they had a, uh, and we call it Chemo for short, and you don't realize you're going, oh, sure, that's kind of like chemotherapy. So, there was a convention in the Washington, D.C. area, a radio convention called the Bobby Poe Convention. And all the industry you know, program directors and music directors or whatever, and they would all go to this convention to supposedly, <clears throat> you know, improve the business you know whatever a convention would be they had panels discussions and so on and so forth but really right. what it was was you had record company guys with their gold cards who could take you out for who would take you out and right wine and dine you and yeah. try to get you to play their records and, and right so, on and so, forth. so <clears throat> one of the panels they had uh, at the time is they were walking around the cast of wkrp this new uh television show is coming on the air and it's going to be about radio so they brought some of the cast, the producers, to the Bobby Poe convention in order to get a feel for real radio, disc jockeys, program directors, uh, the uh, management, general manager, so on and so forth. Yep. And so they got uh, Howard Hessman, who played Dr. Johnny Fever, yep. who had been a night guy his entire career, if you ever watched the show. And they decided to stick Johnny Fever on, his Johnny Caravello was his name. And they were going to stick them on mornings on the new format for WKRP, which, by the way, when Gary Sandy, the, the program director, I forget his, the character's name. Randy Travis. <clears throat> when he unveiled the new format, it was a poster of Kiss, by the way. He unveiled a poster of Kiss on the wall. Yeah, I remember. And it was the Spirit of 76 poster of them with the. Anyway, so. <clears throat> so. Uh, Howard Hessman was at this convention, the Bobby Poe convention. And he was talking to some people and he knew that uh, Kimasabi Joe was there and that he was a morning guy. And he said, all right, what can I do to make my morning man authentic? Mm-hmm. What affectation can I do? Is there something I should say uh, or whatever? And Kimasabi Joe said, always carry a coffee cup. Oh, wow. And if if you watch the show and he reruns of the show, literally always has a Dr. Johnny fever, always has a coffee cup because you're always, always tired. tired. Right. You 
when you do that's, more. That's, that's brilliant, actually. And it came from Cayman Sobbing Joe from C104 Frederick, Maryland. Wow. Which had the, the old WLS Chicago jingle. Da, 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 Z104, which was, used to be WLS. Okay. that's I think right. that's about enough. We've yeah. gone over time, and I yeah. apologize. Yeah. I haven't... Uh, I hope you enjoyed this. I haven't seen a whole lot of comments flying by, so I don't know. There's a lot of them as they there. There were things that were coming in, and uh, okay, all right, good. I didn't see a lot. I'm like, oh no, nobody's listening. No, there, there <laughs> were there were some things that came in, and you were in the middle of telling stories and stuff. So I think. Okay, probably- well, uh, what have we learned in today's podcast? Bear's not funny. Uh, right. <laughs> uh, don't travel with John. Don't travel with John or, or uh, if you, uh, a little travel hack from John is that always make sure you find out where the plane's coming from. Um, that's true. And the weather in that area to predict any kind of delays. Good. And uh, always get your own hotel room. Don't depend on anybody else. Correct. Company, right. They're going to pay and, me back. What, what's that? They're going to pay me back for that. Supposedly American is. And if you are, if you're trying to evade the police or if you are the police and you're trying to chase after somebody, always run through the kitchen of a restaurant because you will not be disturbed in any way, shape or form. And nobody will ever stop you or question you being there. And it's the easiest thing in the world to uh, imitate or pretend to be a, a server because nobody there knows who else works at this restaurant. You can right. just be a total stranger, knock uh, the guy out, put carry a, a tray and throw on a, a jacket, and you'll blend in completely, and nobody will notice you at all. Correct. We've learned that as well. All right. <laughs> hey, you know what? If you could do, and I would love to see that, and we'll talk about it next week. If you could put in the comments section on Facebook or on our YouTube channel, your four favorite sitcoms, four favorite comedies. And we're gonna get into we'll get into the animated stuff later because okay. I think South Park is yeah I think it there it deserves its own category it's a, it deserves its own category it because really they can, they can go into different uh, areas that a a a three camera in front of a live studio audience can't necessarily go into correct uh, okay. but pop those up on the uh, on the Facebook and on the uh, and on our Instagram and on our um, and on our YouTube channel. And thank you so much for listening. If you can get the audio portion of this, make sure you <laughs> oh Rand. Bud just posted Ren and Stimpy. Yes. I loved that show. I know you did. And Pinky and you the and Idiot. I'm giving him the signal. Oh, he's giving me the wrap-up sign. Okay, I'm sorry. That's right. <laughs> well, I'm ready to uh and now I gotta go shovel my vehicle. Gotta and you gotta go get into work yeah exactly you gotta work too john's got a job yes i do it's a work day <laughs> you know this yeah is this is my lunch time it's here. still a work day okay very good listen uh yeah put your sitcoms in the in the comment section thank you so much for listening uh and we really do appreciate it it means the world to me thank you thank you thank you and taylor says uh, thank you ron and john have a great weekend absolutely and we're sitting in tonight, but I, tomorrow we're going to try to Grace Wife and I are going to try to find some sort of trouble to get into. Good. It'll be Good it'll trouble. be a blast. Oh, I wanted to talk about game night. All right, we'll do that next week. Oh. All right, listen. <laughs> Please take care of yourselves and each other. Please be safe. Ron <laughs> Ross, love you, mean it. Bicycle. Bye now.